Welcome back to the latest edition of the Class of COVID. I am your host and sports editor, Jake Summersheim. Um, it's been a while since we've had one of these, but we're back at it now. We had to be out of the office late last semester for a um, due to a COVID outbreak, but now we're back. I have a good, inter- great interview actually coming up for you. Um, been waiting for this one for a while, so yeah, let's just get into it. And now we welcome our guest, uh, Maritza Navarre Lopez from ZND. How's it going? Good. It's pretty chilly out, but it's okay. Yeah, How are you? Very chilly. I'm good. Um, I agree. I don't like the cold either. Yeah, I'm getting real tired of it, especially the snow that happened over the weekend. Oh yeah, that was disgusting because it like iced up everything. It did. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I walk out in the mornings now, it's just black ice under me. I don't even know where I'm walking. Yep. Anyway, though, uh, Maritza is from ZND. She is the news and sports director, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. What do you What do you do as news and sports director for ZND? So, as a news operations director, we have our little office where we have our sports and our news director, and they kind of oversee the actual coverage. But it's kind of my job to make sure that everybody's doing everything correctly and that they have all the things that they need to do it correctly. So, if my sports guys are out doing a call and the connection between the tie line isn't coming through. You know, I have to either figure out who to call or get our engineer and figure it out myself. Um, But other than that, I kind of just oversee that everyone's doing their job correctly and kind of being an asset to our directors. And then outside of that, I work on the management council, which I represent D&D's news and sports department, just to make sure that when decisions are being made, that they are keeping in mind our reporters because we make so much online content and we're on the air besides the DJs most than anyone. So... I just kind of oversee that everybody's doing what they need to do correctly and that they have everything that they need to make sure that they can do their job. How long have you been at ZND? This would be my third year. I got hired there my first year, my freshman year, so I'm a junior now. So this is semester six. It's been a minute, and I, I'm kind of one of the, besides your general manager, I think I'm one of like the oldest members of ZND, which is really weird because I still feel like I'm really new. Um, so it's just kind of funny to think I'm one of those older members now. What about ZND made you want to join it? I, it's funny because I was, when I was a freshman, I went to, um, what's that thing called? Festival ISU. Yeah. And I was walking around and there were so many things and you get overwhelmed and it was towards the end. And I just saw a little flyer that had a little microphone on it and it was Z&D's flyer and it was just somewhere on the floor. And I was like, oh, I'll go to this meeting and see what it is. Cause I've always wanted to do journalism or some, some form of reporting, but because I went to a high school, I didn't have a program for reporting. I never had like access to actually do it. So I was just like, I'll go to this meeting and figure out you know, what they got going on. And maybe I'll be a DJ or maybe I'll learn how to sell something. And then when I was there, when the news director and the news and sports operations director were talking, I was like, you know what? I want to report. I want to like actually do things in the community and get involved. And that's just kind of how that came about. I honestly, it's funny. I wanted to join the vedette first because I was really terrified of like using my voice on a microphone or being on TV or being on a camera. Um, And then it just kind of fell together. I don't think I ever got to find the vedette at Festival ISC, which is kind of why I leaned that way. But I was just ready to try something new and just take up any opportunity, really. Yeah, our our setup's not as good as Z&D's at Festival ISU, so I wouldn't be surprised if you missed us. Oh We're like, gosh. they always put us in the corner, and like Z&D has like the stage. We have and they're the like, stage, I know. Yeah. We have like all the music blasting. <laughs> no, Z&D definitely is very obvious. Um, 
Did you not know you wanted to do journalism when you came to ISU? No, I I didn't have any, like, my high school didn't have many resources, so I had no idea that this was what I was going to do. I just kind of came and was like, maybe I'll be a writer. Like, I was really good at writing, and I really liked history, but I was like, I don't want to be a history ed. I don't want to, you know, write for the rest of my life, write books. So journalism just kind of fell into place when I spoke to my advisor when I got here. But no, when I came, I had no idea what I wanted to do as of, like, an actual set major. I think that's interesting. I feel like a lot of journalism people know that they want to do journalism when they came in. So it's like, it's refreshing to see someone who kind of just like was introduced to it in college and like had that first experience in college. Yeah, it's interesting to see people who have programs in their high school who actually, you know, set you up to do some type of reporting or like newspaper. The closest thing we had to that was yearbook and the yearbook people were not doing journalism things. They were just taking pictures. So it was it was just weird. And I felt like a fish out of water just because I felt like everybody else knew what was going on. But with just learning as you go, I think is kind of the best way to put it was how it went. Yeah, uh, I think you've adapted fine, even though, you know, you didn't know coming in, and a lot of people have known. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I try really hard, but I can't attribute it to my great mentors and a lot of alumni who really took me under their wing. Um, so at Z&D, what are, like, your biggest, like, the things you do most often, like, day-to-day? Day-to-day, I'm usually either making sure people are showing up for their newscasts or making sure the DJs have everything that they need because sometimes our DJs will show up and like panic and not know how to do, how to help the newscasters because there's a whole process there with getting the mic on, especially now that we're we're doing newscasts in a different room from the DJ booth. So they kind of freak out because they don't see anybody in front of them, don't know when to press mics, don't know when to press different things. So I kind of stick around over there to make sure that they're all set. But otherwise, I'm really always checking out to make sure everybody has what they need or I'm on call for breaking news like literally at all times um so it's kind of up to me to make sure I can see when stories are coming up somewhere um if I can't get someone to cover it that's where I kind of have to step up and make sure I can do it for them as well um hmm. COVID has changed a lot and it's really changed how like we've done work um you know, having not being able to do in-person interviews, not go, be able to go to stuff as much. How has it like affected you guys with what you guys do? It honestly, it has changed the world of Z and D. It it's like flipped us on our head because at Z and D before you would go in the basement and there's like 20 people walking in and out. Everybody's like the offices are filled. There's like people don't have enough chairs, and now you go in there and there's a DJ maybe. And there's a newscaster, um, and it kind of depends on when you're coming in because we've even changed it to be. Um, on the air, you're always hearing somebody, but in person, there won't be a DJ. There will only be a DJ two days out of the week at all hours. So let's say Monday, Tuesday, we'll have DJs on air. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is all pre-recorded, and so are the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time that that's not the case is obviously when we have sports going on, when we have sports broadcasts. But right now, most of what you're listening to is pre-recorded just to make sure we're not getting those you know, cross-contamination happening if a DJ does get sick or if they don't get sick. Because we did have to like shut down for like a month earlier last year like the first week we came back because it got really bad really fast. So kind of like now, instead of it being 20 people at once, five people in every office, you'll see maybe a news reporter if it's the day that we're live and maybe a DJ if it's the day that we're live. Um, But otherwise, there's nobody else down there. Everybody's doing remote work, which really sucks because I think Z&D is really known for their environment and they're like, it's always hectic. Everybody's down there. You make friends, you meet people. And now people are just staying home. And I really look forward to the day where I can go back, but I understand why we're doing it. And just because I saw how bad it did get when we didn't do that, I understand. Um, It's just different. And 
I just don't think people get the same experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is way different. Like, even here, like, I, Z&D is way different than here because every time I've been to Z&D, there's just, like you said, 20 people just flying in everywhere, yeah. no seats available. Here is, like, less hectic than that, but usually, like, people would be here right now, and we're the only ones here right now. Yeah. Like, Usually our editor-in-chief would be here. Our photo people would usually be here. Um, and now only people come in unless it's production day or they have to, like, use the podcast room There's or the editing software. There's really no other reason to come in. Kind of – it really sucks, honestly. It really does. And it, I think – and it sucks to say, but I really think it does take away from that experience because you don't get to create those relationships with other reporters and you don't get to, like, work with them as closely as you would and, and make those relationships. And I think that's a big part of what Z&D and I think the Vedan, like, TV Ted prides themselves on, like, making those relationships and enjoying what you do and not making it feel like a chore to, like, go in and have to do your work or remotely do your work. So, I don't know. It's different and I can't wait for it to go back. Do you still do TV 10 also? I do. I actually just came from my first show, Anchoring. Oh, how was that? Um, I was panicked, um, but it went really well. I didn't mess up on the script as much as I thought I would, but it's it's a lot of work producing a TV show. It's a lot of work that I, I was not expecting, but it's fun, and I work with, um, at least for now, I work with Jack Boz, and he's my co-anchor, so me and him, it's, it was both of our first time, so we were just, like, freaking out together, and we're like, you know what, if we mess up, we'll laugh, and things will be fine, um, but yeah, it was, I was scared, but it's okay, it's just weird having so many eyes on you, and everyone's just making sure that you're on the camera, and that's, like, my big fear, so, but it's okay, it went well, and I have to go again tomorrow in the morning, so... Back-to-back days, that's fun. Um, How's that changed? Have they done anything different for how they're producing shows? Um, Producing shows, I don't think so, but what they do is everybody's masked up. They try to have as limited amount of people in there as they can, um, but everyone's masked up. They have social distancing, obviously, guidelines, and basically, if you're producing a show, if you're a reporter, you have your desk you're supposed to be on, and you better stay on that desk. Like They're they're trying to do as much as they can to make sure that there's no cross-contamination there, but for the most part, they've had a lot of success as far as i know they have they haven't had to close down the way that D had to like they didn't have like a huge like outbreak at their station which is honestly amazing because they have so many different people coming in camera people mic people people on the air reporters and yet they're making it work so you know some things are different but i think for the most part they're not too different from what they had before yeah, that is, I didn't know they hadn't had any, like, real shutdowns. Like you said, you guys had had a bunch of people get it. We had uh, we haven't really had a lot of people get it, but every time someone gets it, we have to shut down for a couple days, mm-hmm. which does suck. Um, one of the weirdest things that come out of COVID and reporting is definitely, like, the standing super far away from someone during an interview. I, like, haven't really done an in-person interview where yeah. I have to stand super far away, but what's that like? It's honestly the only time I've done an in-person interview would be for TV. And in TV, we have these huge poles where we have, like, a mic attached to the end of it. And, and you're, like, standing really far trying to get them in shot, which is super, super awkward. And then the people on the other end, they don't know if they have to take off their mask or if they keep it on. So, like, they're just, like at you like what do you prefer and I'm just like whatever just talking to the mic please um but in person I I just haven't been able to do any especially because for ZND I usually record stuff on my phone and I'm not gonna like stick my phone in someone's face right now so everything's just been over the phone or zoom calls zoom calls have kind of helped out a little bit to like schedule things but really we haven't done anything in person with interviews Zoom's honestly great I hope some aspects of zoom stick around for like after covid like uh, doing for sports like doing press conferences on the road for over Zoom. We used to never do that, but then now you actually get the chance to talk to them. That's um, really cool. You're right. I didn't yeah. think of that. 
like I hadn't even thought about about it until beforehand because we'd always just used to go to like the radio stream mm-hmm. from uh, GLT for whatever we needed. But now that they have that, they they you know keep that up. I hope I really hope they do keep doing that. Um, we did have a shutdown in November, which was originally when we were going to do this podcast, mm-hmm. and I'd wanted to talk about election coverages. What was that like for you guys? It was, oh my gosh, it was pre-planned. Like, we worked on that so hard. So we have a show called Bird's Eye View, and Bird's Eye View is like an investigative show where we have six different reporters take up six different topics, and usually during elections it'll be six different people or six different races. And it was... We planned that for October, so everything for November would be ready for our actual election show. And getting people and, like, getting their phone calls or getting Zoom calls with them, especially during the election, was so hectic. Everybody's, like, we would schedule an interview with, like, Dan Brady, and then something would happen, and he would have to delay it by, like, a week. And then everybody else's things would have to be delayed because they had something come up or something else was changing. Um, But most of the things that we did were over the phone, except on election day, we actually got to send out a few reporters to the polling locations to ask them, like, what turnout's been and stuff. Um, Luckily, that went really well, and we just have a really good relationship with um, the polling locations, the polling judges when they were there. So they were very nice to us, and they let my journalists go in and talk to them and and do interviews over the phone. Um, But I actually thought we were going to have a lot more trouble, and we didn't. It went really, really smoothly because mostly everything we did was pre-planned all the way from, I think, September into October. And then by November, it was like, okay, we have everything we need. Let's just do the show, do the interviews today, and let's, let's get it rolling. So... I just like to do that, though. That's me because I'm a very anxious person, so I like to have everything, like, set so nothing's changing last minute. But regardless, we would always have last-minute changes. It really doesn't matter what we plan. Oh, yeah, there's always something that comes up last minute. Somebody has to change something or someone's car break down or someone's yeah. Internet's not connecting. Yeah, election coverage was interesting for me because, like, I'm sports, so I rarely have to do news. But they were like, we're going to need everyone hands on deck. Everyone's got to be here. I was like, oh, crap, okay. Really? Yeah. So, like, I, I went out and took photos at polling places, talked to a couple people, and then, like, we had to be here from, like, I think it was, like, 6.30, and then we left at midnight. Same. Just, like, updating the website, just yes. uh, election results, just all that. And then uh, I think at one point the website was being really slow, and we had no updates, like, really? for, like, an hour. Oh, my gosh. And, like, all of our – and we were all freaking out in here, but – yeah, that was de- definitely crazy. Is that the first uh, election you've covered? Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that was the first one I've covered um, as a director. When I was an intern, I think the midterm elections happened, um, and I didn't do any coverage for that. But I did do like a, a story about you know what resources were available for students here. Um, but that was like the first real day where it was like six thirty all the way to literally midnight, just like you guys. And I ate once, and I remember going back to my place and just throwing up. And I was like, why am I throwing up? But I think it was just like all the anxiety and the stress from the entire day. And it literally felt, I felt terrible. I felt I had a headache and I was throwing up and I just like knocked out, didn't even eat. It was the worst. But at the end of the day, I think I was really proud with the way that we covered everything, um, even though kind of things got crazy. But it was good. Yeah, I'm sure you were very stressed as a news director. I mean, yeah. I was just, me and Fogel were given the least important jobs. Sports. <laughs> I, we were still stressed. Um what do you what do you think the thing you're looking forward to the most once COVID's all done? 
I, this is going to sound really lame, but I just, I'm really excited for everybody to get back in the office, mostly because I know a lot of our new reporters haven't got to see what that feels like. And I really, I really pride myself on the relationships I create with my team because everybody who joins our team, I, I love them and I try to create a relationship with them. I try to get to know them beyond just being somebody who assigns them a story. Um, and I, I've always had those really good relationships with my team. So the past semester, semester and a half where I haven't been able to, is really weird for me because I want to get to know pe- my people. I want to get to be friends with them outside of the station and, and really build a relationship because these are people we work with day to day and we should have some type of relationship with them. And I feel like there's just a small disconnect right now. And same thing with the DJs. I like to have a relationship with them too just because I want them to enjoy being down there. So as lame as it sounds, like that's where I create most of my friendships and that's where most of the people that I'm around all the time with are anyway. So I'm just excited to be back there and really get to spend most of my days with people that... I work with just because I, I really, really love them. And I really, really love that location and being with them all the time. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. Um, thanks for coming in. It was, it was really great. Absolutely. It's not, it's been a dream to come down here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug Z&D's Twitter or social media? Oh, my or gosh, yes. I think on Z&D, I think our Twitter is WZND. And our Instagram should also be WZND. I'm not off the, off the top of my head. I don't know. But we are hiring. And I, if anybody's interested in doing anything from sales to reporting sports to reporting news to doing graphic design, we have spots open everywhere. So if anybody's interested, um, check us out on Twitter at WZND.com. And they should also have any information on who to contact and what Zooms to join if you want to check us out and join us. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. That was the latest edition of the Class of COVID. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, make sure to follow us along at the underscore Vedette on Twitter. Follow me at Jake Summertime on Twitter. Um, we'll have an episode for you real soon.